The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you joined us for the Big Red Bench on this uh, Saturday evening. Roy here with you until 7 p.m. A lot to talk about on the show tonight. A lot of disappointment, unfortunately. More Abbey beaten in the current count.ie All Ireland Ladies Football Club Championship final by an excellent. Excellent. Kill Karen Clamburn Seidel here from uh, Moran Abbey. Our man Jer McCarthy in birth for us today. We'll talk to him about what's next for this Moran Abbey team. Disappointment as well for St. Prim Bars. Beaten by Kill Coup. The Ulster Kingpins in today's AIB All Ireland Club Football Championship semi final after extra time. Drama left, right, and centre in that game. Our man Aidan Leahy was importantly shit reaction from him. And we're going to hear uh, from Keith Rick in a chat. Well worth sticking around for. You're listening to the Big Red Bench. Mention Cork's Red FM. Rory here with you on till 7 pm. If you'd like to get in touch with us and uh, leave us a message, you can get in touch. Oh, it's 6814106. If you'd like to get in touch with the show this evening, just going to wrap up everything before we get uh, to reaction from a busy day of Gaelic Games. And as I mentioned, that All Ireland Senior Football Championship uh, semi final. Disappointment uh, for St. Finbars today, who were excellent uh, against Kilku aside. Uh, against whom not many gave the Bars much of a chance, but the Bars were absolutely excellent today. Just running out of steam in extra time. Kilku 118, the Bars 113 is uh, how that finished after extra time. Uh, so we'll talk to Aidan about that in a bit. The other semi finals is Kilmacud Croaks won three, Potter Pierce's three points. As I mentioned, huge disappointment for Marnaby, beaten by Kilcarren Clonburn. 111 to 17 was how that finished. Denies Marnaby a three in a row. We'll hear from that uh, Marnaby team in just a little bit. In the Carney Vareed today in the semi finals, uh, Hamilton High School bands in uh, facing St. Brendan's Killarney. That uh, game is underway since 5.30 in Mallow. A little score from there, St. Brendan's 1-7, Hamilton High School band in three points. Elsewhere today and uh, Skibbering Community School beaten today by Tralee CBS. 4.18 to 2.8 was how that finished. In football and uh, Cove Ramblers have beaten Bandon in the Munster Senior Cup quarter final this afternoon. Ben and O'Brien Whitmarsh and Ben O'Reardon with the goals. Cork City have drawn one all in a friendly with Finn Harps this afternoon. That game was played up in Abbottstown. It was Keen Murphy with the goal there for the Rebel Army. In the Scottish Premiership today, it was uh, Celtic who left it very, very late indeed to defeat Dundee United 1-0 Leila Bada with the goal for the hoops in Celtic Park today and uh, boss Ange Postacoglu was asked how he felt when the goal went in yeah, obviously um, yeah, pretty delighted but also knew there was still probably four or five minutes to go so you just got to try and compose yourself but um, yeah, credit to the group um, they keep finding a way so as a result of that and Rangers drawing three all away to Ross County Celtic now two points behind the leaders Rangers in the uh, quarterfinals of the Africa Cup of Nations today seven o'clock kickoff in the uh, se- uh, seven o'clock kickoff excuse me in the uh, second game of the day that is Burkina Faso taking on Tunisia seven p.m. is the kickoff time for that one the hosts Cameroon have beaten Gambia by two goals to nil today in golf and uh, Rory McIlroy is just two shots off the pace. Uh, Heading into the final day of the Dubai Desert Classic, he played a final round of 69. He's 10 under par. 
narrowly trails leader Justin Harding by two shots. Elsewhere, Podrick Harrington goes into the final day. From seven under par, Shen Lowry goes in at three under. And in tennis, Ashley Barty making history today. Incredible stuff. She becomes the first home player to win the women's singles title at the Australian Open in 44 years, beating the American Daniel Collins in straight sets in the final. She says it's a dream come true to lift the trophy. It's absolutely incredible. I think as as Aussies, we're exceptionally lucky to to be Grand Slam Nation to get to experience to play at home is is really special and to be here um, as as a champion of the, the tournament is really exciting. In the United Rugby Championship Munster 22-7 up away to Zebra that came into the second half half time it's uh, Ospreys 3 Edinburgh 14 earlier on today Glasgow Warriors be caught 42-20 Leinster away to Cardiff that game kicking off at 7.35 this evening Right we're going to start uh, with reaction from Warren Abbey's defeat today in that uh, current account E All-Ireland Ladies Football Club Championship final uh, beaten by an excellent kill Karen Clon Burnside just one score from play uh, from Warren Abbey today one point from play couldn't get a glove on Kilcar and Clamburn, who were absolutely excellent today going to hear from uh, Ger McCarthy in a bit to get uh, his take on uh, today's games first though we're going to get reaction from the Warren Abbey camp and this is a bitterly disappointed boss Shane Ronan uh, I'm with uh, Cork and Warren Abbey manager Shane Ronan huge disappointment for side chasing their third All-Ireland title in a row first of all Shane can I ask you about your own team and how proud you are of that performance and not just today but to get to this stage yet again look I, whatever happened today out there Joe, we're like, we didn't perform but that doesn't change the, the pride and uh, I suppose the love that I have for that group that's over there and they're, they're heartbroken now but we didn't perform today we know that and that's not being disrespectful to Clanburn I just didn't, didn't we played we, I suppose we maybe we hit we uh, we peaked two weeks ago and it's, I suppose it's very hard to judge that in sports sometimes and um, look we're just bitterly disappointed we know we didn't play um, you had chances you had chances one that came back off the crossbar another chance for rushing and O'Sullivan other days they go in it might have been different but you know on all other final days these kind of things can happen the performance isn't there but look the, the fact you were still creating chances just shows what a good team you are yeah look absolutely they kept going to the very end and you know, they fought and they fought and they fought it just didn't happen for some players today and that's the way it goes in, in sport like other days those chances would have gone in and we were we were scoring those chances even like we had a chance there to start the second half and like you know Fitzy went to catch it and normally you know if the confidence was high she probably would have flicked it over the keeper's head like, but they did take a dent in confidence the way we played in the first half we just didn't perform and sometimes you can't switch it on you can't I suppose it was very similar to last year's county final yeah. it was quarter by quarter last year we were kind of waiting for it to happen and it didn't, just didn't happen for us today and you know we were just very when we felt like just in that third quarter we were getting on top we just didn't get the scores they got a free you know that we shouldn't have conceded we, we shouldn't have made the foul just before the wall break and they went two points back up, back up again and the heads were down a bit and it was just yeah. it's very hard to lift them sometimes Joe. but look I as I said I, they're, they're an incredible bunch and I I love them to pieces and I'm heartbroken for them just finally to, to Karen Clanburn what this will do I know you're still heartbroken at the moment but for this club and what the, what it will do for this club and for that and for Galway football and we're going to see you back here again Murnaby again before the years out hopefully yeah look that's it like you know they're a great club um, I think it's first Galway since 1982 to win us like that's a, that's a 
that's an unbelievable length of time for a, I suppose, a big, big county like Galway not to win it. And look, they were very disappointed in 2019. They came today with a great plan. Um, they executed it, and I think that I saw that I saw a quote there last night about, about executing in a game. That's what wins it. They executed their plan, and, and they did their job. And look, fair play to them. I, I've nothing but respect for them. Lots of good players there. You know, I've met Willie Ward on, on many occasions, and and you know, he's, he's a good football man. And all those players out there, look, they're going to be big players for Galway during the year. We'll probably meet them again. So look, my hats off to them, and I hope they they enjoy it. And you know, and like it's it's a special special occasion for any club. I'm sure they'll have they'll have a great few days. And um, look, my hats off to them. Fair play to them. Well, on behalf of everybody at the Big Red Bench, thank you and thank Pornabi for all your help to share in a fantastic run. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks very much, John. Yeah, Shane running in there, you can hear the disappointment, but full of praise for their opponents today, Kilcairn and Clonburn, who are absolutely excellent, got all their matchups right, uh, worked incredibly, incredibly hard, and are deserving All Ireland champions. Just uh, a shame it happened against uh, Moran Abbey today, but they've been excellent over the last number of years. Uh, well, it's just not your day. It's not your day, and it wasn't Moran Abbey's day today. Halftime in the Carney Vries semi final, Sim Brendan's Clarney leading Hampton High School, Bandon 1 9, 2 3 points. Uh, going to hear more from Moran Abbey, going to hear from Moro Callan. Moral Callan, uh, commiserations, disappointment on the day, but look, this club and this team has come a long way and it'll come again. Yeah, definitely, I suppose, on days like today, all you have to think about is, you know, we'll go again, I suppose, that's the only thing that keeps you going, <laughs> gets you through it, yeah, very disappointing. Um, you didn't seem to be able to do what you had done in the previous games for whatever reason today, it just didn't seem to be working for you, you hit the crossbar, you had a chance, it just went wide as well, an open goal, but, you know, you have to give it to Karen Clumburn as well, they got there in the end. Yeah, to be fair, they they put on a very strong performance today, and they took the they took their they took their chances when it mattered, um, I suppose. And we were missing that bit of luck today, and I suppose just um, didn't execute how we usually and would like to execute. So it didn't really go as we planned on the day. You kept backing no more like you always do. You got that penalty just before half time, so you were backing within two points. So it, look, it was tight and it was tense, but it was just just as you said, wasn't good, wasn't to be. Yeah, like I suppose we like we believed the whole time that we could come back and win it like I think you have to I suppose you know we're always within touching distance so we had to keep battling on and I'm just disappointed we didn't manage to get the last few scores on the board coming towards the closing ends of the game OK well look on behalf of everybody the big red bench commiserations and we'll see you again soon Thanks sir well, That's Maura Callaghan there speaking to Jor um, never an easy thing to do um, an interview after uh, an All-Ireland final defeat like that so thanks indeed uh, to Maura for talking to us and you can even hear um, Shane's interview we can hear the the uh, the the the, the roar of Championis coming up from Kilcarran Clonburn that must have been hard for Shane to do an interview while you're hearing that uh, but look Burnaby have been incredible um, thanks to them for all the help that they've given us and I'm sure as Sure said to Shane they will be back we're going to hear from Jur in just a bit but first I'm going to get the reaction from the All-Ireland Champions Kilcarran Clonburn I'm joined here by Chloe Miskell, full forward for the new All-Ireland Senior Club Champions and that's brought a smile to her face already. Karen Clonburn, full forward. Congratulations to you, Chloe. What a day for you and what a day for the club. Oh yeah, thank God we won that now. It's great to get over the line. Um, we've had a good few tough matches against Moran Abbey and to get over the line today just means so much. Um, from the opening minute though, the performance of the whole team, especially the backs, I mean you held the two-time All-Ireland Champions to very, very few chances, let alone scores. You must have been thrilled to see the effort 
comfort of your backs uh, down the other side of the pitch? Yeah, we know the threat of Kira, Darren, uh, Laura Fitzgerald off the front. I knew today we had to have them uh, quiet to get over the line and put in a team performance. And yeah, the backs are outstanding. Um, so yeah. And the forwards weren't too bad either because you got some. You, you had to earn every single score you got today. But I was really impressed with the way he just kept going throughout the four quarters. It was full on, big press, and you never let up. Yeah, we knew coming here today that we couldn't let one quarter slip from us or we'd be in trouble. We played Glencar Manahamsel earlier in the Connacht Championship and we had one bad start. And if there was a better, if they were a better team, we would have been in trouble. But thank God, yeah, um, we knew today we had to put in the performance in the four quarters. Thank God we did. And just finally, some serious celebrations now tonight and over the next few days. Oh yeah, definitely. Two years ago when we lost to Marnavi, um the celebrations were unbelievable and we lost. Even the power went in the village in, but yeah, I know, I can't imagine what the celebrations are going to be like now for next week. Well, listen, enjoy them and well done to you. Yeah, thanks. Okay. thanks. Now, I'm here with a very happy and delighted Olivia Divili from uh, Kilcarran Clan Burn, who just won the first ever All-Ireland Senior Club title. First of all, Olivia, congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm absolutely delighted. I'm in so much shock, I can't hardly get my words out, but yeah, just over the moon, it's the best day of my life. We've been waiting for a long, long time for it to come. Um, this is a fantastic moment for you, but also for your teammates and for this club. What will it do for Kilcarran Clan Burn? Also, what will it do for Galway football? I suppose it's a great, great day for the parish. I'm so lucky to be part of such an amazing team with 15 girls, 15 subs, but not only that, like the parish, the support from not only our own club, but from all over Galway, the well wishes, the the, the flags, the the support, the, the sponsorship, everything. Like there's nothing that we could have, nothing we asked for we didn't get. Like there's, you know, girls traveling up and down from Dublin three times a week to make training sessions. There's moms who have soup ready for us every day before our commute back. Like we, there's nothing nothing that we we didn't we couldn't get and um, the support here and you can see yourself it means absolutely everything to the parish we're, we're a small very small rural club in, in North Galway so it means everything to us um, No club has shut down Mornabby's forward line to, this, to the tune of one point from open play in a long long time it was a real team effort today you did what you had to do at your end but your defence and your midfield you must be really proud of their efforts Oh as my well. god like our, def- our six defenders our goalkeeper our two midfielders they were just absolutely outstanding and I think it's those girls that allowed us to build on the attack like the, the blockdowns the, you know I don't know how many blockdowns Sarah Gormley got Chloe Costello and they're the things that sometimes go unnoticed in the game but it really gave us you know I think even for even for our goal it, it, it came from turning over more Nabby on our own 14 yard line and working it all the way up the pitch so our defence today were immaculate but they have been all year so we kind of expect nothing less from them either <laughs> and just finally great celebrations to come but another All-Ireland Championship perhaps before the end of the calendar year I know you're not thinking about it now but you're an established club now you'll be aiming to do this again as soon as you can yeah I'm, I'm sure we will uh, but we'll want to build on it but um, I, we won't have a think about that now maybe in a few months time <laughs> congratulations and well thank done thank you very much thank I'm you. here with Willie Ward the winning All-Ireland Club uh, manager of Kilcair and Turnburn a very proud day for you and first of all congratulations from everybody in Cork a deserving victory how proud are you of this group of players uh, massively proud of them massively proud of them it is a massive day for us uh, today you know and we're a very much a family team team and a team of families, you know, and yeah. loads of sisters and cousins and all of that, you know, very tight-knit group, and yeah, we're massively proud of them all, and of our selectors, an awful lot of us have daughters there in the team, and it's for, you know, for all of them, you know, like we have three noons playing, their their dad is selector, trainer, and their mother
with our secretary you know and, and ourselves myself and my son are, are involved in management and my wife is the, is, the, is, the, is the registrar you know so that's the way it is with us every family is doing something uh, for, for them for the team you know so yeah it's just a massive day for us and it took a lot for Moran Abbey to come back from losing an All-Ireland and winning one you've done the same now after 2019 how much of a factor was that or was it any factor this week well I think you have to learn first of all what you have to come up against you know you know, you don't know how to play Moran Abbey when you do play them and we had to play them three times before we learned how to play them you know so uh, I mean we were close last year and we were close a few times alright you know so on any day when you're playing a, a, a team like them you know that have the tradition and the history and the players you're always going to be up against it you know so me when you get one you'll be happy if it's the right one you know and that's the way you know it is today but you fully deserved it Willie you were brilliant from the first minute I was just saying to a couple of your players very few teams shut down Mornabi to a point from open play in any game in any stage you must be thrilled with the win but your defence and the way you set up and the way you executed was superb yeah yeah well it, our, our defence really has been excellent all year long and you know people have been saying you know we've been playing nobody but we've still been shutting out everybody like we even shut out Claire Galway in the county final completely for 30 minutes, you know. Which, mine as well. And Donovan, well. yes, yeah, yeah, that's right, you know. So, they have been building, they have been doing that, you know, we have been we have been doing that consistently enough all the time. And now, uh, in fairness, more heavy or a different taste. They have a they have an awful lot more great players that we have to deal with, you know. But, most it was well flagged what we had to do coming into the match, you know. We knew the main threats were in, we knew what we had to stop and we, 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 we did that, you know, we did that pretty well for most of the game. Pretty well is very true and understated Listen, congratulations to you, Willie. Hopefully, this will be a big boost to your club and to Galway Ladies Football. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks a million, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks a million. Thank you. Okay, we just heard from the Mourne Abbey and the Kilcairn Clumburn camps. Uh, joined now by Jer McCarthy to talk about. Jer, look, there's no point in beating around the bush. That is a deserved win for Kilcairn Clumburn. Absolutely, Rory. A uh, first ever senior football title, the first in 40 years to go to Galway. It's a, it is, you know, it's now our state. It's, it's a momentous occasion for the club and for the county. They were excellent from the first minute until the last day. Their homework done. They got their matchups right. Um, a lot of people will be talking about Olivia Divoli and her performance. Uh, I think she got player of the match. I think for Galway FM mm-hmm. or a couple of other people. But it's the defence. Uh, Sarah Gormley at full-back Nicola Ward at centre-back and Claire Dunleavy at half-back and Siobhan Fahey that half-back line and that, that whole effort between the middle third I think they just dominated from the start they never allowed Mornabi to get into the rhythm and when was the last time you or I ever spoke Rory about a Mornabi game where they only got one point from <laughs> open play it just doesn't happen they're too good a team normally they always prop up with points or, from, from other areas they just weren't allowed to do it today and as you heard there by Shane Renane's own admission very as always very magnanimous praising Kilcarran and Clanburn and deserving winners but he did admit that they just never got going um, and I think it's hard to know pinpoint what why that is um, I do remember him saying he thought maybe they peaked a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. I don't know about that but just on the day as you said sometimes you just have to accept that the other team are the better team and on t- today's performance and today congratulations to Karen Clanburn deserving All-Ireland Champions They had chances sure start of the second half they had about four or five goal chances did Mornabi. 
they did. There was one that Lisa Murphy made a great save, then she gathered another one, but Rory, the, the chance that fell, uh, and Kiro Sullivan, uh, we were right behind it in the stand, and it looked like it was going in. Kiro Sullivan's one that cannon back off the woodwork, the crossbar, but that opportunity in the first half that fell to Roshin O'Sullivan, a, a rare poor kick out from Lisa Murphy. Um, I mean, she, she did what she should have done, which was chipped her and looked for the goal, but it just bounced the wrong side of the upright. These are the kind of, kind of things that if you win all Ireland's and in, in tight matches like this, they need to go your way and they didn't surprisingly didn't go more Abbey's way today yeah just one of those games sure I mean, there's not much else to say really is there no like we were we were talking about it like the, the atmosphere first of all was absolutely brilliant um, in, in, in Burr a um, lot of noise a lot of crowd big crowd in from both clubs so fair play to both sets of supporters for travelling and, and adding to the atmosphere but it's yeah, I, I think it is just one of those days. But I, I think at the same time, I do think Karen Clon Byrne got their matchups right. Mm. And I just think around the middle of the park with Siobhan Dively and, and Hannah Noon, normally you'd see Breeders Sullivan and, and Neave and, and Mara Callan dominate that area. Today they found themselves up against an overlap more often than not. There was always an extra player bombing forward, and that's down to the fitness and the preparation that Willie Warren, fairness, and and, and this Karen Clon Byrne team had put in. The other important thing which we talked about before. Um, and I think it is significant, is that Kilcarran uh, and Byrne had a real test in the semi-final. Dunamine or uh, the Ulster champions are a serious outfit and they had to dig deep to beat them 2 eight to not hit in that occasion. Tight game with a late goal, putting a kind of a glass on the final score. That was a really, really tough and a hard challenge. You look at Morn Abbey, you know, they won the county championship back in December, which feels like 100 years ago, um, <laughs> against their old by six points. Yeah. They really steamrolled Munster. They came right through Munster. They conceded very little. They got to the semi final that fantastic day down in Morabi, over thousand supporters there. Mees, champions, and Leinster champions, Dunboyne, complete with Vicky Wall and McDuggan. And they, they, they had a one in 15 minutes. And I really do think, looking back on it now, had they been forced to come through a really tough match like that, it might have helped. Maybe not, but the, the real I think the headline here today is not so much the Monabi have missed out on a historic three in a row, but the emergence of a club in Galway that's going to be around for some time. And here's the thing, Rory, which we were talking about as well today this is the 2021 All Ireland Club Championship, the 2022 All Ireland Club Championship could be decided before the end of the year. We may have another All Ireland final to get to, hopefully, with Monabi or who else comes out of Cork. But for now, um, I think it's frustrating, I think it's disappointing, and I, I, I think, you know, this was a real opportunity. They don't come around too often to win three in a row. But let's let, let's put it into context. This Monabi team are not going away. They're, they, uh, the core of a very, very good team is growing uh, alongside a lot of experienced players. They were beaten by the better team today, but they are certainly going to be back again. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Jeremy. Like how well I'm mean, like they're a side obviously not used to to losing and, and having that disappointment. How did they bounce back from this? As you mentioned, they have a, a core there. Is Shane Ronan going to still be the manager going forward, given his involvement with Cork? Um, so, what's the situation yeah. with them now moving forward? Well, in terms of Shane Ronan, I would expect him to be. Um, he hasn't said one way or the other, but he has he's mentioned before with us on the big red bench earlier in the season as well. I think in one, one interview, he did mention the fact that when he was Tipperary manager, he was able to manage the two because of the split season. Now, it's un, it's unusual this year that the 2021 championship is being finished in January the following year and he's going straight in with Cork. But I, I, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's very hard to gauge after the match. He was absolutely crestfallen, and mm-hmm. as you would expect, and a lot of the players were. And fair play to Mara Callan for speaking to us as well. She was very, very disappointed at the final score and the result. But look, I, I think he'll take time. I think he said himself in another interview with me a while back that he will work with Cork. He'll do the Cork job and more Abbey job, but he can't tire himself out. 
he can't he can't he can't if he can't do either job because he's too tired then there's no point in doing that but I think today's result and disappointment I, I think in a, maybe in a week or two's time when Mornabi and, and himself have had a chance to lick their wounds that the opportunity to come back and maybe maybe go for another one I think that's too enticing to turn down that'd be my own gut feeling I hope he stays with Mornabi because um, he's an integral part of that setup and there's still enough players and still enough uh, there's a quality panel there Rory this is the difference mm. with, with all the other years unfortunately they didn't get over the line today but in the likes of Eddie Jack and, and Anna Ryan and uh, Molly Burke as well, cornerback, and Deirdre Cronin and a few others that have featured today. It, look, it wasn't their day today, but they still have Darren O'Sullivan. They still look right? They still have Maven Gold. They still have, you know, the Coakleys and, and they still have Emer Meany, who was excellent at fullback today. She deserves a mention as well. There's enough there to have another crack off it. Will he do it? I don't know, but my gut feeling is that he will stick around for at least one more shot at it. And goes without saying as well, Ger, like this Mornabi team owes nothing. They've been incredible ambassadors for Cork over the last couple of years and incredible champions. Yeah, I don't think I could put uh, could put it any better than that. And uh, as I just said in a recent tweet, there they've been unbelievably helpful to us and yeah. all the media in Cork yeah. um, this year, uh, giving us players whenever we ask for them, giving us interview time on top of everything else that they were doing. They've been very open and helpful, and it makes our job, as you know better than I do, a lot easier um, when you've got an open relationship with a club like that. Today is just gutting. You can see it on the players and the supporters' faces. But they've been here before, Rory. This, they've lost. They had lost three All Irelands in the past before they came back to win two. You know, had they been hammered today, had, had a lot of players not performed or, or not showed up, I, you know, you might start quizzing them, but I don't think so. I think they're still the best team in Cork by a long shot. And I would expect them to retain their county championship unless some team comes from, you know, from the long grass this year. And if they win the Cork county championship this year, which they'll be favoured to do, they've shown in Munster already that they were quite dominant in three continuous matches. So there's no reason to suggest that they can't get through Munster either. And then you're two shots away from winning it all early again. I think the core of a team, of an experienced core. I mean, Darren O'Sullivan owes us nothing. Kira O'Sullivan owes us nothing. Breed O'Sullivan as well. Um, Laura Fitzgerald, all these fantastic players. That, you know, they've, they've done it so often and they've gone to the yeah. well a lot. I, w- I would say that. They've gone to the well a lot in the last couple of years and, you know, it, it isn't easy to keep coming back. But I think the fact that they were within, even though they played, they didn't play well, they were within a couple of points of Kilcar and Clamburn for long stretches and if you can stick with the opposition even when you're not playing back, even when you're not playing to your full potential that shows how good a team you are and I think there's enough there for them to come back and have a crack off it but it'll be up to the players and it'll be up to the manager to see if that happens Very well said Ger, thanks for talking to us buddy No worries yeah, pleasure as always talking to Ger McCarthy, the Women in Sport podcast every Thursday at noon on redfm.ie. Subscribe to the Big Red Bench podcast on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you download your podcasts from, and you get the Women in Sport podcast at Stretch Your Feet every Thursday at noon. And Ger will be discussing uh, the Mornabi game and plenty more besides on this Thursday's show. Elsewhere in the Carnivore semi final, Hampton High School. Bandon getting back into it against St. Brendan's of Killarney. They wore 193 points down. It is 1-9 to 1-4. Now Niall Kelly with the goal for Hamilton High School. Uh, so they trail by 5 with 37 minutes on the clock. And in the United Rugby Championship, Munster and Italy their way to Zebra. And it is Munster 22, Zebra 10 is how things stand there at the moment after 
after 63 minutes. Right, up next, uh, we are going to hear from the Bars camp after uh, a disappointing day after a hard-fought battle with Kilku, the Ulster football champions today up in Port Leash. We're going to talk to our man Aidan Leahy, who's there for the big red bench. And we're going to hear from Keith Rick and really interesting stuff from the new Cork football bosses. They prepare to take on Ross Common tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Delighted you could join us for the bench on this Sunday evening. We're here every Saturday and Sunday from 6 until 7pm. My name's Rory O'Hagan and I'm here tonight. I'll be back tomorrow as well from 6pm. The uh, Alliance National Football League is getting underway tonight as well. Uh, Division 2, which of course Cork people have a keen interest in and all Ulster battle tonight. I'm at 27 minutes on the clock. It's Derry 1-5 down 3 points elsewhere um, in the Division 1 clash this evening. It's Dublin uh, and Armagh going head to head in Croke Park. Uh, that is at uh, 7 p- 7.30 uh, this evening as well as preceded by the clash of Wexford and Dublin in the Walsh Cup final and the latest score from there is Wexford 9 points, Dublin 2.15 that's with a minute gone in the second half and in the uh, Kearney Varee uh, Hamilton High School Bandon of course in action this evening as they take on uh, St Brendan's Killarney St Brendan's Killarney um, extending their lead now we just reported just before the ad break that Hamilton High School Bandon had gotten back into it with the goal from Niall Kelly but four points in a row unanswered from St Brendan's has them up by 9 to one four forty two minutes gone on the clock there alright uh, more Gaelic games and disappointment for St Finbarris today um, they were beaten by uh, Kilku of Down in the AAB All-Ireland uh, Club Football Championship semi-final um, it was a battle, an absolute battle. Um, Bars getting its extra time against the side who um, were supposed to, I suppose, were throwing massive underdogs the Bars heading into this one. Not many people giving the Bars a chance. More than a match for them, just ran out of legs a bit in extra time. But uh, our man, Aidan Lee, he was there up for us today in Port Leash. He spoke to John Kearns and first he spoke to Paul O'Keefe. Paul O'Keefe, uh, commiserations. Um, it's, it's a tough way to lose, I suppose, in extra time, but. Uh, what a journey for the year that for St. Finbars. Yeah, look, we've had a we've had a fantastic year. Look, uh, county champions, Munster club champions. It's been a, a roller coaster ride, and and through to form, we, we had another massive episode here today. And look, that's probably the experience look that Kilco have had over the last few years, just getting to this level. Uh, and look, I, I, the only difference at the end of the day I can see, like, is that they, they, their fitness levels are uh, you know off the scale. You know that they're like an inter-county team. Uh, and look, that's probably something we just need to work on. Um, you know, not, not not that look, Roche has done an unbelievable job with us this year. You know, he's got us to you know incredible level. And um, you know, but look, there's you know, there's, there's a bit of work to do for next year, and uh, look, hopefully, we'll drive on and, and and come back stronger. I suppose the most obvious difference to draw was just the, the scores from play going forward. Um, is, was it just a struggle for kind of control and on the ball going forward? They, they, obviously, they swarmed around you. There was very frantic defence. Yeah, like I think we dealt with that reasonably well. You know, look, we created chances, uh, and look when we ran at them, kind of in the first half, uh, we got good traction out of it. You know, and we got a great goal, and uh, we were well set up. You know, and it was look, it was always going to be a dog fight. Look, and that, that's what it turned out to be. You know, uh, just we ran out of legs in, in in extra time, and it was it was just down to that. Um, but look, 
you'd have to be happy with the year we've had. You know, it's disappointing not to not to get to Crow Park. You know, but uh, we learn from that and we'll we'll drive on. I suppose just a quick word for the supporters. I don't think I've ever really been at a match like it. It was incredible. They're, they're an incredible bunch, aren't they? Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, they're the 16th man, you know, and they're. Um, just the support we're after getting in the last few games has been incredible, you know, and it's a real carnival atmosphere. You know, it's brilliant, you know, and it really drives us on. And it, you know, it just just shows that the, the you know the, the the volume of fans we have, and, and you know how you know people coming up to me after the game saying they had such an enjoyable year, and that's fantastic, you know, and it's fantastic for the kids to see that as well. Yeah, that was a lovely moment in the middle of the pitch there. That the whole community is out there with the yeah. team, and I suppose at the right time, it's all those people you want around you at a time like that. Look, and that's what it's all about. Look, it's. Uh, uh, you know that's what your club is about you know it's your parish it's the people you know you live and work with you know and it's the, the people you drive for when you're on the pitch and uh, look um, you know our fans gave us everything you know so it was fantastic you know so um, so look yeah they're great thanks very much Paul. Well, thanks a million cheers thanks bye John Kearns look commiserations um, went all the way to extra time it's a tough way to lose it um, but I suppose it's, it's been a massive journey for you to get here. You must be very proud of yourselves uh, at the end of the day walking away from here. Yeah, look, um, all the talk was about Kilku the last couple of days, the last two weeks, I suppose, since they won Ulster. Um, look, I think we were completely written off. But just going, just in the performance today, I think we showed a lot that, that we're well capable of competing at this level. Um, it's, it's obviously very difficult to get so far and not, not get there in the end um, but look fair play to Kilkoo look. they're knocking about it that bit longer than us and it probably showed there in the last 20 minutes of extra time like, you know. yeah I suppose it's just that maybe I suppose the scores from from, from play for Kilkoo was, was probably the, the big difference um, and do you think that was just their experience of you know having that conditioning at this stage of the year at this stage of a competition like this yeah 100% look they're, they're well drilled they know what they're doing the whole time Um it's never the case of a single runner coming from deep. It's always three or four, and it's it's very difficult to play against. Look, you, you could see their scores; they were breaking breaking runners around the D and getting a handy score. Um, and look, we tried to combat it as much as we can, but at the end of the day, it probably I don't know how you could put it. Like it just the legs went, I suppose. But yeah, look, we're delighted we got this far to have a monster title in the back pocket. Is another is another big feather in the cap for us. So um, look, it's been a massive year. All I can say is just best luck to Kilku in the final. They're a savage outfit. Thanks very much. All right, Cheers. No all right, for more on that uh, defeat for the Bars today, our man Aidan Lee, he was up there in Port Leash after what was a dramatic 60 minutes of normal time. Disappointing 20 minutes of extra time for the Bars. And I suppose, Aidan, the Bars just ran out of steam at the end. Yeah, and uh, from talking to, to John Cairns and Paul O'Keefe at the end of the game, they cited that, uh, you know, experience and conditioning that Kiku have, having been at the latter stages of this competition before, um, they, I mean, the speed of Kiku even right towards the end in their defence as well, swarming around the Finbar's players, um, you know, that that's, I suppose, something that, that can only come with, with a couple of attempts at going this distance in the competition. That being said, Aidan, um, Kilku are red-hot favourites going into this game. Not many people outside of Cork gave the Bars a chance. And they were more than a match to them for most of the game. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the atmosphere here was ridiculous. I've never in my life been at a GA match and seen an atmosphere like it. Um, bars opened the scoring and Kilku straight away showed the signs of, of that. 
that attack that was so dangerous and, and Ryan Johnston who was he was untouchable for the first 10 minutes of the game at full forward for Kiku found himself in a, in a lot of space all of a sudden a couple of minutes in and, and found the back of the net and uh, then popped over another point a few minutes later but um, Bars managed to, to somehow get wrestle control back of the game uh, back of the game uh, Kiku kept the middle very compact it was very difficult for Bars to move the ball forward in the kind of the first quarter um, and there was a couple of, you know, challenges and, and uh, gone in from, uh, I think it was the, the Bears, uh, the Bears wing back, uh, Colin Lyons, I suppose, was kind of, he, he he showed how frustrating it could be. He went flying into a few challenges and got booked early on. And uh, also Sam Ryan found himself getting bottled up a few times with the ball high up the field as well from cornerback. But um, it was Stephen Sherlock all day long who kept the Bears in the game. And uh, he put three-pointed freeze over the bar to steady the ship and then found himself with space on the 13. He had Owen McCreevy peeling off his shoulder um, and just about got the pass off to him, and McCreevy finished it along the ground. And that gave Finbars a, a deserved lead by two points at halftime. Talk to us about the, the end of normal time, Aidan. It was one of the most dramatic things I've ever seen. Um, tell us what happened. Well, I would suggest that the referee was, uh, if looking back, will be quite relieved that um, the game wasn't decided by the free he awarded Kilku because everybody was a bit surprised when it was awarded. It was um, I, can't, I can't remember who stuck their foot in, but that's all it was. It was a ball coming in between two players, a 50-50 challenge. I think the Bears player got his foot there first and the referee gives a free in. Uh, and it was Kilku's free taker, Paul Devlin, standing over the ball. It was basically the last kick of the game. And all of a sudden, the wing-back, uh, Brannigan for Kilku, it strikes out at, at the Finbars player. The Finbars player is on the ground and, and it was right in front of the linesman. I, I can't really believe what was going through his head. You know, a chance for Kilku to, to win it there and then and, and he, he he does something like that. Mm. Um, it was very surprising and a lifeline to the Bars and to the referee, I would suggest. Uh, so the ball was thrown in, a straight red card for Brannigan. And uh, the minute the, the kind of ball broke from, from the hot ball, it was uh, called for full time uh, at uh, one ten apiece and um, extra time ensued. He should have been sent off for wearing those tights anyway. <laughs> yes, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I was, ac- <laughs> I was actually watching the, the Ulster final and uh, we were kind of citing that as well. That the tights are cutting, putting a bit of a target on your back, I'd suggest, <laughs> but it's not something I'd wear myself. Um, but look, just from a bar's perspective... Um, Cork champions again this year Monster champions for the first time in 36 years um, giving a fancy Kulku side a, a massive rattle in the semi-final um, massive strides taken by the Bars and look I suppose massive progress made by them as well yeah like what a year you know to, to give your community this uh, journey uh, to go to a semi-final of an All-Ireland to, to have uh, a day out like this uh, late on in January um, it's incredible stuff and the scenes after in, in the middle of the field were, were really nice. Um, you know, the whole crowd really gathered in the middle around the players and offered that kind of support network. And I, I spoke to Paul O'Keefe after the game about it. And it, it was just a really nice kind of moment. And the fans, like, were they, they sang right till the end, even the last uh, couple of minutes there when there was four points in it. Uh, all you could hear from the stand was a Leila blow. So um, it, it was an incredible day for, for Finn Bears and and. Uh, just shows, I suppose, the, the, the kind of progress that uh, a club can make having had such a long drought uh, for a club like that um, at, at this at Munster level, I suppose, to go on and win it. And um, 
yeah, it's just, I suppose, getting that experience now. Uh, can they use that going into next year? It's it's always the kind of tough thing for teams that go far in, in the All-Ireland series is uh, you, you can have that bit of a hangover, I suppose, going into the next season. But um, I'd imagine they have taken so much experience from this and they'll have learned so much and uh, it can only be positive for them going into next year or going into this year, should I say. Excellent stuff. Aidan, thanks very much for talking to us. Safe trip home. Thanks. Thank you, Aidan. That's Aidan there speaking to us uh, from Portlaoise before he hits the road back home. And uh, yeah, disappointment for the Bars today. But look, they gave it their all. And as Aidan said, made their community very, very proud indeed getting to an All Ireland semi final. Monster Champs, the first time in 36 years. And uh, look, not to be today, but their day will come. In the Carnivore semi final, it's uh, Hamilton High School Bandon now kind of getting back into it a bit. They're trailing St. Brendan. St. Brendan's 112, uh, Hamilton High School Bandon 2 5. So it's not that much of a gap. Four points in it at the moment. We'll keep you up to date on how that one goes. And uh, Derry taking on down Division 2 of the Alliance Football League. Of course, uh, Cork keeping an eye on that one. And at half time, it's uh, Derry leading by five points at the break. It's Derry 1 6, down four points. Now, Lachlan there with the goal for Derry. And in the Walsh Cup uh, final, it is uh, Wexford and Dublin going head to head. Nine minutes gone in the second half. Dublin 220, Wexford 11 points is how it stands. Speaking of Cork, speaking of the Cork footballers, speaking of the Alliance National Football League, Cork away to Ross Common tomorrow in uh, their first league game under new boss Keith Rick. Um, very very interesting man to listen to is Keith Rickon you can listen to him all day I had the pleasure of being in his company for an hour on Monday with the rest of the GA press corps um, as you feel the questions from everyone and it is fascinating how Keith speaks it's how fascinating listening to the passion that he has for the job and uh, we're going to play a bit of it now um, this is Keith Rickon uh, looking ahead to Cork versus Roscommon but talking about the job that he has in uh, revitalising the Cork football it's getting Cork football back where it needs to be and uh, why he took the job plenty more besides this is very very interesting stuff from uh, Cork football boss Keith Rickon Keith how are things? How are you Owen? How are you? Morning Morning um, I saw there this morning reports that um, I suppose lads would have been in last year's team, the likes of Rory Dean, Sean White, and, and Michael Hurley, who've been coming off the bench last year, they're not part of your panel, um, or can you confirm such that they're not part of your setup for 2022? Well, like I've been you know, we're here since the 8th of December, so that's the first time we are getting together with fellas. We haven't um, seen everybody, and we haven't, you know, from one reason or other, uh, the panel is very fluid. Um, but at the moment, they're not in. Uh, they're not in for training at the moment. Um, but you know, like I, like I said, we have to. You know, the car panel is is a snapshot, and the way I see it, and the way I've had it, is not a panel that you put out and start the year and keep that your panel. The car panel is uh, is um, is a snapshot of the best players in Cork at that particular moment in time. That we, as we see it, and as the selectors would see it. And, that's it at the moment. So we're looking at young lads at the moment, and we're looking at older lads at the moment, and we have these in training. And they were available to us, and we—that's what we do. Outside of Keith, what we've we've seen, we saw forty-one players there across the last three games. Outside of the forty-one, who's to who's to come back? Um, I would say even who's to come back between now and and the Ross Common game this weekend that we haven't yeah. seen already. 
Uh, we probably would have seen most of the guys that we have available for Ross Common game at some in some level. Um, we have the Bears lads, obviously. That are, you know, we'll have we hope to have you know three or four of them involved. How they'll be after their championship now was you know, we determined because I've kept them. We've we've left them alone and concentrated on their championship, which is important. Um, so basically, we have a number of guys who are on the long-term injury list. You know, like you know, Hanlon, Aidan Brown, Nathan Walsh, you know, Connor Callahan, you know, lads like that who have they're on a, a different uh, recovery process. So they have a good while to come before they come back yet. We have a number of guys in short terms. And then we have a number of guys who picked up injuries over the last couple of weeks with colleges and so on and so forth. So, you know, and we haven't seen them yet, but you know, uh, like the Brian Hartnett and, and lads like that, you know, they picked up injuries. Um, so we just have to. We are very fluid at the moment. Like that's the short answer to it, really. One, you know, and yeah, we are very fluid at the moment. But there's a consistency there in relation to training and fellas who are training and putting in. And that is our that is our thing. That lads, you know, are we looking for guys who are training and who are putting in? And that's where we're, that's the base we are at now. We're a different trajectory now at the moment. But that's what we're looking at, and I'm very happy with that side of things. Okay, if I could just ask for one more, if that's all right, just a quick one. Mark Collins, um, is he part of your plans uh, for 2022? Is he part of the setup? Well, I would hope Mark could be, like, do you know? Um, but, I, you know, from Mark, I know from what I had heard before I ever took over, Mark had indicated that he wasn't going to play. I've met Mark a couple of times and, you know, he's, he has, other, you know, sort of stuff on person's stuff and things like that, which we agree to talk and we'll, we'll agree to talk again at the end of this month, do you know? Uh, Mark will be a great addition to us. He's great, you know. He'd be a great guy, and has, has been great serving the cart football. Um, but like, you know, these guys are all amateurs, like like myself. All volunteers, all giving their time. They have other stuff on, and when they, you know, when you make a decision uh, and you kind of set things in trail, like you've, there's other people involved in that relationship. Then, in terms of where you're going, so you need to give these people time and leave the dust settle. And you know, if there's an appetite there from Mark. Um, at the end of this month, if there's an appetite there for him, I think we'd be love him to see him come back in and see and, and you know train with the lads and see how he gets on. And if that appetite is there, can he fight for the place for it? Uh, how are you, Keith? Are you well? I'm good, bye. Thank you. Keith, I, I, uh, I noticed some of your post match quotes after the Kerry match at the weekend, and you were talking about how tough Division Two is going to be, and that Cork shouldn't maybe, maybe I'm paraphrasing here, but that you shouldn't be looking to have ambitions to get straight up to Division One. Um, could you expand on that a bit, and, and also maybe, you know, are you do, you do you think you'll get the patience from the core public, you know, that they will view this as a long term project? Well, you know, I came into this um, with my eyes open. You know, I didn't come into this, and and I knew what the, the task was ahead of me when we, when I started off in the eighth of December, which was the first time we could get our hands and lads. I knew what was in front of me when I saw what came in and what's around and whatever. And I see that uh, I knew that we've not had work physically and you know condition wise, like we have a lot of work. Like football, we have a lot of footballers there, but they're you know they're on a different trajectory than some of the more established counties for whatever reason over the last couple of years. And I know the Car County Board have done a lot of work in relation to trying to put structures in place, but that's going to take time. You know, I would see my job, you know, I, I've come in to do the job uh, that I've been asked to do, which is to kind of restructure, uh, reorganise Cork football from our end, from the football end, you know, kind of re-establish uh, maybe kind of a, a good kind of a character among the players and a, a good place for Cork football to be in and, 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 and that's as much as 
I can do at the moment. Division two is very difficult, Frank. Right? I mean, I said that yeah. the, if you look at the teams in Division two, you know, there's a thing there. Are, are we just going to go and play Division two, go up Division one, and that's it? No, that is not my my concern. Is like not my concern yesterday Sunday with the McGrath Cup. My concern is, can we develop a squad of players? that will sustain the future of Cork football, you know, over the next number of years. And that's not going to happen overnight, you know. Uh, good timber, like, takes its time to grow, you know, and we have to be patient on that, and I have to do that, you know. And, um, you know, so it, 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 there's no short answer to it, but to give it the shortest answer as possible, like, you know, I, I, I said it on Sunday or last Saturday, and I'll say it again, while I'm focusing on every match, every training session on the here and now to get the best out of them here and now. You know, I also acute, I'm acutely aware that there's a longer-term project coming through. There's a, an underage system that has been, you know, has now started to produce some very, very good footballers and I have to be patient with them. And they're not going to go from under 19 or under 20 or under 17 straight into senior setup. There's a lot of work to be done there. And there's a lot of work for guys who maybe, for whatever reason, haven't uh, conditioned in the in the, the way an intercounty footballer should be conditioned and we have a lot of work there it's as simple as that like so you know I'm taking every game every day you know every time we come down together it's a new adventure a new thing and a new project and we're going to see what is there I don't have any long term aims of how long I can get up to Division 2 Division 1 if it presented this year and we talk a few victories great but it's a long term project it has to be a long term project whether we're winning or losing it has to be long term when you, when you, you got your panel together back in December, uh, the guys who would have been involved last July in Killarney, did you get a sense that had morale been badly uh, impacted by the manner of the defeat to Kerry? I'm not too sure about morale because morale finished when they went went away, so they hadn't been got together. But I do know, like that, can you imagine a guy that gives his heart and soul to it, right? And they do, and they have, and so did the selectors, and so did the manager give the heart and soul to it, and then get a a twenty yard point beaten down in Clarny in front of a big crowd, right? Could you imagine how it felt for them? Do you know? Um, so could you imagine, you know, anybody that goes in there, how despondent you would be? I mean, people are talking about the Cork supporters being despondent, but I can assure you, like anyone, anyone who's involved with Cork football, we were despondent after that, like, you know, so you have to pick yourself up. You know, you need to go, yeah, you know, you, you need to feel a small bit of sadness first before you can do it, you know, you can go and make some plan, like, right? So, mm-hmm. and I think it's important. I can only judge them from what I've seen so far and what I've asked them to do and what they've come in. They've been very, very enthusiastic. You know, I can't say to you that they're going to make amends for that, but I do know that they're, they're born a feeder in their, in, their, in their approach to what we're doing so far. They've been really bought all into it. Like, they've been very, very genuine, very, you know, very committed to all that. And that's, you know, it's, it's, and although it's early, early stages yet, I, I have nothing seen, seen anything that say like that they're not willing to go again. And that's the great character of a person, like, and I like that. And I, you know, that's a part of, you know, saying I was hoping for that the lads would be willing to go again, you know, because no matter what, or who was training, or who's managing, what systems, what setup you have, if lads have that in their head that they can't go again, you know, that's that's game over. So I was I was glad to see that. And even when on Sunday, on Saturday, when a couple of lads, you know, a few things went wrong in the pitch, and you know, we uh, black card all of a sudden we were gone from in touching distance to being outside of touching distance and it was very easy to go back into their shell and I, you know they stood out and they came out and they, they they kept going and the young lads who came on kept going and I was happy with that I was actually genuinely happy with that you know we're not talking about 
um, some Hollywood film here, lads, where, you know, there's a lot of great happy ending, like, you know, while we're looking at this hard work and they're willing to face up to a long battle and we have that long battle ahead of us, but they're willing to face up to it. Kid, you're on about commitment there from the players and all that kind of stuff, but just from your own personal point of view, like, how much thought did you have to give it before committing to to the cause and to co- and take the role on? Yeah, I mean... Is, and I think that's worth committing to. You, you have to give it thought. You know, I, you know, it's always an ambition of everybody maybe to get involved in coach with car team. It wasn't an ambition of mine to be coaching. You know, I truthfully mean that. Like, a, you know, it was hardly an ambition of mine to be coaching the car in the twenties at the time. You know, it it presented itself. They were looking for somebody, and I, I, you know, and I said maybe I could help here. Um, you know. I, it was probably the same for this there. I felt maybe I could help this. You know, maybe the, what I what I felt was needed, maybe I felt that, you know, I could help this situation by getting very good people in and getting organised and getting things up and running, you know. And like I said to you, that was the first part of what I did. You know, I, I asked a large number of people to get involved and everybody said yes and I was delighted with that. And that was the first part of it. You know, it's going to take time after that, but that's fine. But So in relation to wanting to do the job and needing to do the job, you know, um, and then committing to the job. They're all different things, you know. Um, a lot of people say, oh, this is a, gr- a dream job and this is great. And great. No, I've no, you know, I, I, I've, I've no ambitions. I never had ambitions. I'm not an ambitious person that way. Like, I don't have any, you know, I, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. I, I love giving over my time to the lads and try to make a better people out of them. I love that part of it. I, I love cock football and I'm always committed to cock football. But if I thought the best place for me with cock football was down in the division under 15 team somewhere and helping that out, I would have gone there. That's, you know, what I feel I needed. And I felt I was, my skill set was probably needed here. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. Um, you know, I'm living in a three-branched semi-detached house with a, still a big mortgage hanging over my head, two kids and a lot of other stuff on my life. You know, this is not a job as people talk about it. There's no money in it. There's no anything in it. You know, it's a, it's 50 to 60 hours a week on top of your own job. Uh, I'm very lucky to have good support by my colleagues and good good support at home, obviously. Um, and I'm giving them my 100% for as long as it takes until I feel my my bit is done here or I can't bring it any further. You kind of sound on, are you surprised maybe that you're in the position then it's come about maybe something that you never strived for and here you are managing the Cork Seniors? I'm surprised I'm, I'm alive at 52 years of age, be truthful, but yeah, I don't know, a couple of near-death experiences and everything else and my life has gone a hundred different ways and I've done a lot of different things. So, you know, there's nothing that doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised every morning and I'm grateful every morning I get up that when I turn on the tap, the water comes out of it. There are some people all over the, the world who haven't got that luxury. So nothing surprises me. I take nothing for granted. If I commit to something, I commit to something. And you know yourself when you're walking along the road and you found a 50-year-old note in the ground garden, like, you know, and you pick it up and you say, Jesus, my luck is in today. Right, you didn't think about it. You picked it up and you went off and you put it in your pocket and you spent that wisely. Sometimes things present themselves as they happen. Sometimes are long-term projects. My long-term projects are at home. My long-term projects are for my family. You know, my long-term projects are for the students I work with. They are long-term projects that I have. This project, you know, what I can see myself in. This project presented itself. This project, I felt like a good idea to be getting involved in, and I got involved in it. Now that I'm in it, I'm in it 100. percent um, Will I regret doing it? Every second day you regret doing it when you're having time to do what you want to do. Do I love doing it? Absolutely every day as well. So it's a tinge, you know, it's just, you know, it, I, it, it, it doesn't sustain me in terms of who I am and what I'm about. 
but it does fulfil me. It's like you, you've mentioned there a few times, like since you started December 8th, since you've had a chance to look under the bonnet and see what's involved in getting Cork back on the right road, has the size of the task and the job ahead of you, ahead of you surprised you? No. Short answer here, no. You know, like, I mean, I go to matches, I see what's there. I see, um, you know, I go to the county game, I see what's there. I see the investment a lot of other counties have made and, you know, and probably they're slightly ahead of us in that regard in terms of, you know, that national no fault of anybody. It's just the way it is. I've seen that. Um, seeing the, the structures and the attempts now to restructure cock football, which will help in time. You know, seeing a lot of good stuff on the rage. But I also seen a lot of you know poor stuff like lads who condition for the time they're in my car and in the wrong condition for the rest of the year and it's not a full time job and you know just the backup isn't there for the full time around around the clock um, strength and conditioning programs and all that kind of stuff it's still not there yet so yeah I I'm not surprised you know I'm not surprised no I mean. Could you not listen to that man all day? Keith Ricking, New Cork football boss. Very refreshing stuff uh, to hear him speak. And I really enjoyed my time with him uh, at that press conference earlier on in the week. And uh, we'll be talking to Keith after tomorrow's uh, clash with Ross Common in the uh, National Football League. So be sure and tune in to the Big Red Bench for that one. Hamilton High School band, and what a comeback from them. Richard O'Sullivan with a free, uh, brings the game to extra time against St. Brendan's of Killarney. Finished Hamilton High School band in 3 9. St. Brendan's Galarney 1-15 fantastic stuff there from the Cork side elsewhere uh, Derry in action uh, against Down at the moment and uh, heading into the second half it's Derry 1-6 down uh, 4 points and in the Walsh Cup final latest score uh, Dublin 2-25 Wexford 14 points so things stand 225 to 15 points I should say so things stand there at the moment and in the United Rugby Championship Munster have beaten Zebra 34 points to 17 in today's game in Italy but that is it from us tonight thanks very much indeed for listening to the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening I'll be back tomorrow from 6pm with reaction from the Cork and Ross Common game. We're also going to be talking to uh, Bubba Newby, the skier representing Ireland uh, at the uh, Winter Olympics. Big Cork connection there with Bubba. So we'll be talking to him tomorrow as well. Plenty more as well on the show. That's tomorrow evening from 6pm. We're going to uh, say goodnight. The block party with Stevie G, the legend that is Stevie G, is up next uh, right here on Cork's Red FM. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening, folks. We're back tomorrow from 6. Podcast will be online redfm.ie very, very shortly. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to us there. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench and uh, on Instagram as well. Enjoy the rest of your night, folks. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.